Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas despite the fact that it's March how are you Doc Manson at Doc Manson uh, I'm just lamenting this lousy smarch weather, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It's it's a little rough. I gotta tell you, it's a little rough out there. There seems to be snow once or twice a week, but we are here. It is a Tuesday afternoon, and I, for one, am ready to work on the list. What say the me? list? The quest to compile a list of the greatest wrestlers. Of all time, we are 132 deep in the list, yet I believe if I was listening correctly, we are still almost a thousand more talents to go because there are close to 900 male wrestlers and about 80 female wrestlers. So we are making some making some headway, but we still have a long way to go. Uh, Doc Manson, would you please refresh everyone's memory? What does our top 10 look like? Our top 10 currently is number 10, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Number 9, future Hall of Famer Jeff Jarrett. Number 8, the great Muta. 7, Vader. We wish him luck with his uh, his heart surgery. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number six, Antonio Inoki. Number five, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Number four, Rowdy Roddy Piper, not to be confused with Rowdy Ronda Rousey. And number three, Kevin Owens. Number two, the bad guy Scott Hall. And the greatest wrestler of all time is the man who called out The Undertaker for WrestleMania 34, John Cena. Did you watch Raw last night? I did not watch Raw last night, but I did watch last night's Raw this morning. What did you think of his promo? Um, The whole beginning part where he was talking about going to WrestleMania as a fan, not so good. But from the moment where he called out The Undertaker to the end was excellent it was weird it was almost like a tale of two promos because he came at like he almost wanted to be like roman reigns and do the bad thing you know do the thing he wasn't supposed to do so he's talking about going as a fan and then all of a sudden he pivots and challenges the undertaker and i'm like that was not you know that didn't seem spontaneous that didn't seem off the top of your head but once he called him out that part was awesome like i was like okay i'm in I'm, I liked I'm I liked the last part. We're gonna find out if the dead man is still alive. Like I, he, he just there was enough good quips and and sound clips in there, uh, and, and as John does, you know, he delivered very well for that portion of the. Pro- I was I, I enjoyed it very much from from that point forward. I I did as well. I'm I have a secret. Well, it's not a secret. I have a a yearning desire to see the American badass version of the Undertaker. I somehow doubt we'll get that lucky, even with the Kid Rock being inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> One never knows. All right. Well, we have 899 wrestlers. I have randomized the lists as I am wont to do. So, Doc Manson, I believe I need a number. 250 250 
to yeah. hey we know this guy uh he was on we... raw he was on raw hurrah 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 it's titus, titus. o'neill titus o'neill uh you know i uh this is going to sound bad and i i i apologize but I was only sort of half paying attention to the to the uh, tag team battle royal match. Sure. And at one point, I was very surprised that Titus O'Neil was still in the match because I thought he had been eliminated, but in fact, it was his tag team partner Apollo Cruz uh, who had been eliminated right at the beginning of that match. Um, All right then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's it's okay. Mistakes happen. It is. I mean, it was like I said. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, Apollo Cruz, man. I know this is not what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> but can that guy? Like, what's what's going on with Apollo Cruz? Why why can't he just perform? Like, uh, anyway, Titus O'Neil. You, you hope you hope that eventually you know. Maybe he'll win the Andre Battle Royal, and that'll lead to something. I, I don't. Oh know. yeah, just like it did for Mojo Rawley. Who before him? Who? Uh, is that not his name anymore? No, that's totally his name. All right, Titus uh, O'Neil. Um, well, I I hope that we get a name to crack the top ten. That's my goal because the top ten has stayed fairly the same. So I'm hoping we get a top ten name. Titus O'Neil is not it. Uh, but where where do you thinking right off the bat? Where does it you know where where are you where are you looking on this list here? He's above the Horner line. Sorry, Jeremy. He's above the Horner line at 108. That I know for sure. Yeah, he's probably somewhere in. I'm gonna put him. Da, 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 da. Jeez, I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking. Somewhere in the 60s. I always 70s like so. Even. So transparency here. We have a, a Google spreadsheet that we use for the list, and Doc and I, which you can see at ddtwrestling.com forward slash the list. You can go to shop.ddtwrestling.com. Did I get that right this time? You did. Uh, and you and- could wear the same shirt that I am wearing, which no one but Doc Manson can see, but it is the DDT Wrestling T-shirt. This is the is it metallic blue. Something like that. It's it's a lovely color. Um, so anyway, so we're in the spreadsheet. So we tend to kind of highlight where around we're thinking. And more often than not, we're within the same five to ten places. So I went for 66th. Doc went for 71st. So truth be told, he's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, what makes you think he's better than the Blue Meanie at 71? <laughs> well, let's just... He's definitely had... You know, a career in which he he's been heavily featured on WWE television, multiple time tag champ. Yeah, uh, primetime players was was a great team. You know, I really enjoyed his dynamic with uh, Dennis, not Dennis. Um, what's his name? Something Young, Darren, Darren, <laughs> Darren Young. <laughs> Darren Young's going to be lower on this list. Um, and the thing I like about Titus is he seems like a good guy. He's done a lot of, you know, outside charity mm-hmm. work. He seems like a great spokesman um, for the company to some degree. 
I, and he's also he's also sort of spanned the gap. He, he's a good performer. He's got his very you know signature ooh 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 thing that he does, and he's also been a manager um, of this Titus Worldwide. He's he's versatile. Yep. Is what I, I'm rem- I remember enjoying his NXT run. He went down to NXT. He was a heel. He wrestled a couple of guys down there. I thought that was pretty good. Um, he was part of the Nexus, was he not? Or the core? I don't know. He might have been. I truthfully don't know. I know Michael Carver was. I know Darren Young was. I don't know that Titus O'Neil was. Hmm. Which shows how much I paid attention to that whole Nexus. Yeah, no, angle. Darren Young was, but yeah, no. Um, well, all right then. So, you know, I went around Dash Wilder at 66. Um, but a lot of that is because of the kind of the philanthropic stuff that he does. You know, he took a bunch of people to see Black Panther. That's not in the ring stuff, but he is a good ambassador for them. Um, he seemed. I will say though, this is something. I mean, he um, he seemed very forward with his children on national television. That was a moment that I was sort of like, well, that's that's. It's nice to see that you're close, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure everybody agrees with that level of closeness. He seems to have learned to keep his hands to himself and not touch Vince McMahon anymore. Yeah, yeah. So He's lucky to still have a career after that, I would guess. So, um, But yeah, I mean, I'm not seeing him above above Mantar, <laughs> I suppose that's probably true. Is he better than Tyler Bate? And, you know, people who are... You know, more recent fans are going to, you know, everyone loves Tyler Bate, but Tyler Bate was the first United King champion. Titus O'Neil is a multiple time tag team champion, has wrestled at least for WWE for longer. You know, would you put him at 70 or are you happy with 71? Yeah, you know, I think I could see him at 70 above Tyler Bate. I know he does have that UK championship, but I need to see more Tyler Bate. I think that's fair. You know, the losing streak that he was on, like that's the kind of the story right now is Tyler Bates on a bit of a losing streak. That doesn't do a whole lot for me unless it's going to set up a heel turn, which is also an odd choice. All right. So number 70, Titus O'Neil. I think that seems pretty pretty good. Can I have another number, please? 367. 367. Ah. Oh. 367 brings us to the coach of Team Canada in TNA, one mm. Mr. Scott Demore. Mm, Scott Demore. I like Scott Demore. I always liked his work as part of Team Canada, the shouting and whatnot. Yep. Um, by all accounts, it seems – I mean, I think a lot of people online probably would tell me his booking is terrible, but I don't know. It seems like he was around during some of the parts of TNA that I – I, I most appreciated. So I don't know. I, th- I think I'm a fan of his work without knowing directly necessarily what he contributed to. Mm-hmm. Um, what, yeah, I don't know. I like Scott Demore. And we need to remember that he was a wrestler. Like he began training in 1991. He wrestled as a, you know, an, an enhancement talent. If you've watched some early Raws, you've seen Scott Demore, the wrestler who has competed there. Um, you know, he founded a promotion, Border City Wrestling. And you know, began booking there, then went to TNA for a while. I is he? I think he's now part. I think he's the head of creative, for and you know, kind of a, a vice president for TNA or Impact Wrestling as it's called right now. So mo- more work behind the scenes than a wrestler, 
but sure. that's not necessarily a bad thing. So No, no. Um, I suppose that he's on this list because he was an in-ring worker at one time. Yes, yeah, so um, he must have wrestled at, you know, I compiled this list by going through, you know, pay-per-views. So at some point, it was probably a TNA pay-per-view. I imagine he wrestled as part of Team Canada once or twice. Um, yeah, you no know, doubt. But yes, he is more, you know, I we could very easily make the case that because... He's best known for his behind-the-scenes stuff. We could take him off the list. We could replace him with one of the names from our female list. I'm not opposed to that. Well, I mean, how often was he used on Raw in the early days? He's in, you know, he was a he was a jobber. I don't know how. Oh, that's fine. I don't know how many Raws he wrestled. Um, you know, I would imagine, you know, he would be close to maybe a bit below the Horner line there at 109 but uh i mean i could see putting him above the horner line taking into a because again we have some people in the top 10 where we're taking into account contributions beyond true um you know just just the wrestling career true um jeff jarrett for instance and his, his role in founding tna wrestling uh, you know, for that reason, Scott DeMore, with knowing the amount of creative decisions that he's been involved in, knowing the fact that he was also, you know, uh, at least a serviceable wrestler to the point where he was used on television as an enhancement talent, I, I could see putting him somewhat above the Horner line, How, but not much higher. Does he go directly above Tim Horner? Below Kendall Windham? Are you talking Lash LaRue territory? Are we talking? I'm talking Takahashi territory, the Tokyo Pimp. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking Tom Zenk territory, number ninety six, maybe. Now, you know, at some point, we did discuss on this past week's DDT wrestling. We did discuss. Uh, we got an email from Jeremy who took us to task a bit over some of the rankings, and I don't remember what it was called. The restitution. There was some name that he... Reconciliation? Yes. The list reconciliation where I believe people like Jeremy and others, if they would like to email us, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, to try to convince us that we have ranked someone too low or too high. I suppose we could work backwards and move some people down the list. Um, So, you know, I I think Jeremy's going to make the case that the Z-Man should be higher than 96, but I'm okay with that. You know, he's, he's... Scott Nemore has meant more to the company than Luther Reigns, whose biggest claim to fame came this week, and he hasn't wrestled in over a decade. Right. Right. That's I'm feeling somewhere in that territory. So we go in 98. Is he better than Tamina? You know, she comes from a... I think so. So we do the... I don't think... I, I mean... I, yeah. We can go 97. I think I'm happy with 97, Nine, just above Tamina, below Tom Zank. Below the Z-Man, above Tamina Snuka, it is Scott Damore. Excellent. Another number, please. All right. 869. 869. Towards the end of the list here. Yuji Yasuraoka. Unless you know who this is. <laughs> well, I'll look him up, but the fact that I have to look him up makes me think we're going to be heading to the female list in a minute there. Uh, oh, okay. I've watched one match of his. He wrestled once at a WCW pay-per-view. It was one of those kind of... they did WCW did a lot of things where they kind of crossed with Japan. Um, he wrestled sure. once, and he wasn't great. 
All right. Put him on the list. I would say no, let's not put him on the list because one match is probably not enough for me to base <laughs> a career on. So let's go to the female list, which has also been randomized. Can I have a number there, please? 61. 61. Member of the May Young Classic. I remember liking this one quite a bit. Her name is Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah, Rhea Ripley, the one that looked like a USO show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, wait. She... That's Lacey Evans, isn't it? Oh, is it Lacey Evans? Lacey Who Evans is the that? one who had the throwback. You know, she was like the lady of NXT. That's the gimmick she's... Oh, that is the US. Oh, that's la- no, that's Rhea Lacey Ripley Evans. is kind of similar. Blonde, Charlotte tall. One. Yes. She reminds yeah, me yeah, of yeah. Charlotte. Tall, Australian, I believe. I liked her. I liked her a lot. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I haven't seen more of her in NXT. Uh, I think I saw a photo of her recently on Twitter where she was dressed up as some sort of cyborg type thing at a wrestling show. Interesting. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, so I she's, seen, got, you know, she's we, got a sense of humor. I like it. We were talking about Lacey Evans, and again, we don't need to spend a lot of time. But, Wait, are we talking about Lacey Evans or are we talking about Rhea Ripley? I suppose we should talk about Rhea Ripley. Lacey Evans is getting repackaged. I don't think she's going to be the lady of NXT anymore, which works because that gimmick, while nice for a while, doesn't have staying power. All right, back to Rhea Ripley. Uh, but but I, I liked her, but I, I can't say I've seen more than two or three matches. I don't remember how far she made it in the tournament. I think I saw all of her matches there. Um, I don't know if I liked her more than Piper Niven, who is at number 76. Yeah, I mean, I remember her, but I mean, I even think I'm thinking, you know, maybe we're talking, we're talking below Kurt Hawkins at 82. We're talking... I'm saying below Luchasaurus at 86. Did I like her more than Tamina? Truthfully, I don't know that I did. I like Tamina. A lot of people don't, but I'm a fan. I don't. (laughs) Well, okay then. So maybe a slightly higher than Tamina. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think I I even, you know, I I remember being impressed with her. Um, I would say I would maybe slot her in personally somewhere right right around 90, I think I'd be happy with. Um, just above maybe even Dragon Azteca Jr. Number 90? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let me think about How do you that. feel about others Below Axel Rotten, but above Dragon Azteca Jr. I don't hate that. She probably is. Dragon Azteca Jr. is quite a good wrestler, though, I will say. Given, given time, could have a career better than Velvet McIntyre, who, you know, won a world yeah. title out of WrestleMania, but I didn't exactly enjoy her as a wrestler. All right. Rhea Ripley, number 90. On the list. Another number, please. Let's go with 781. 781. Oh. One half of the natural disasters. The oh. only man to ever wear a glittery stormtrooper helmet in a wrestling promo. It's Typhoon, a.k.a. Tugboat, a.k.a. The Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. I mean, you want to talk about iconic wrestle silly moments. That is um, that is up there. That potentially is. I don't like know if that's really wrestle silly or if that's just a, a, a famous. Botch. What is wrestle? I don't think si- I'm going to include it. What is wrestle silly about that is the fact that the British bulldog just starts laughing. Yeah. Like doesn't even try, as far as I remember, to like just kind of turns away almost in disgust and starts laughing. That's the best part because. 
if I believe if the story is correct, they weren't going to show us who it was. That was just going to be this oh. big guy with the thing on, and he falls through, and the helmet falls off. So the. <laughs> <laughs> and to WCW's credit, they went with it. So then he became like a construction worker gimmick who kept messing up. He would fall yeah. on the way to the ring. He would have something and he would drop it and it would break. Like that became the gimmick is he was a Butterfinger sort of thing. And how do you think um, the man Typhoon felt about this? Say that did again. Did he embrace it? How did the man Typhoon? Oh, how like did Fred this? Ottman? I, I'm sure he was expecting better, but you know he he embraced the gimmick and then quickly went back to WWF and became Typhoon and won a tag team title as one half of the Natural Disasters. So, yeah, that's fair. I mean, in terms of yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this list and I like Rosie better um, for the Wrestle Silly and that he's done. But, like, Typhoon, like, he was, I feel like, a really big deal um, in the WWF in those days mm-hmm. during my childhood. I remember him and Earthquake, yep. you know, wrecking house. Like, I, I, I'm feeling like... Well, and even when like he was Tugboat, you know, he was one of Hulk Hogan's bros, essentially. Like, you know, you had you had Hulk Hogan and at one point he had the big boss man, he had Jim Duggan, and he had Tugboat. And he wore a little sailor's hat and wore a red and white striped shirt. But he was you know, he was one of, you know, Hulk Hogan's buddies. So he he didn't have a long career. Uh, you know, maybe he wrestled after he was Typhoon in, you know, the Independence or something like that. But, you know, well, all three of the gimmicks were memorable. I, exactly. That's the thing. He's extremely memorable uh, in all of the gimmicks. So, I mean, I'm I'm thinking even north of Amish Roadkill at 58 on this I'm, list. You, again, we can't keep bringing up Alberto Del Rio in terms of who we like better. I don't know that he had a better career than Alberto Del Rio, but I would say he might have had a better career than Mike Kanellis so far. At this point, Mike Kanellis', Mike Kanellis is, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think he has a better career than Brian Pillman at number 50? Again, uh, no. I, and, and <laughs> I don't know that I can't go – I don't know that I can go above Del Rio. Del Rio has won world titles in multiple promotions. Fre- okay. Typhoon never did that. Counterpoint. The Warlord is above Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> is he? Oh, man. Well, I do like Typhoon more than the Warlord. <laughs> Thank you. Man, this reconciliation is going to need to happen fast. Um, yeah, why did we put Brian Pillman below the warlord? <laughs> Jeremy, you were right. Jeremy, you were right. Somebody help us. Uh, okay. Uh, I will go with 50 below Stacy Keebler and currently above Brian Pillman with the caveat that as soon as we do a reconciliation show, Brian Pillman should bump up a bit. Okay, fair. All right, Typhoon. You, you can put him below Brian Pillman if you want. Then. Okay, I mean, you know. there we go. Fair enough. Just to save face a little bit. Sorry, Johnny Ace. The Diamond Cutter's <laughs> great and all. Yeah, but Typhoon is way better. Yeah, he is. All right. Typhoon number 51 on the list. Another number, please. Uh, let's go with 148. 148. Oh, man. 
his name was Lightning, very similar to the Yuji. You were, he, there was a tag team in WCW in the mid-90s called Thunder and Lightning. One was Thunder and one was Lightning. Okay, and we're talking about Lightning. This is Lightning, and he was terrible. So you see Lightning first, and then you hear the thunder? Is that how it works? You see Lightning or Thunder first, and then you go get a snack and come back later. Is really oh, what. Because they, they were not very good. The best part of this list for me, not the best part, but one of the best parts, is Lightning in the randomized list was right below Goldberg. One number different, and we're talking about Goldberg, but now we've got to talk about Lightning. Um, uh-huh. I have watched him wrestle a couple of times. He is in... I'm not going to say he's the worst wrestler. He's not in bullpen territory, uh, but he's definitely below Big Tilly at 124. All right. Uh, in fact, I'm even going to say, like... He's probably better than Marty Bell, but that's about it. Okay. So we have a new keeper of the bottom five at 133, uh, Lightning. Yes. East WCW's Lightning. WCW's Lightning, 133 on the list. I'm glad we All didn't right. spend a huge amount of time talking about that. New number, please. 866. Ping pong in here. 866 is... David Sammartino. Now, David Sammartino is... Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, for some reason, the your video, which had been terrible this entire time, suddenly got much better. I can see oh. your eyes. <laughs> um, David hey, Sammartino is the son of Bruno Sammartino. Um, and it, as tends to happen... From time to time, he was not nearly as good as his father. Um, he wrestled at a WrestleMania one or two, uh, didn't do particularly well, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that probably would not have had a great career, if a career at all, had he not been famous of a, or of a famous family. So, again, I'm looking, you know. David Flair, another David of a similar ilk, is at 126. I've seen more David Flair, so I'm inclined to say David Flair is better. Can we have them share a spot? (laughs) Is that allowed? No. (laughs) I felt that way about Lightning. I'm like, can I put both Thunder and Lightning there? Um, I would put him one spot below... No, I like Dudley Dudley better. Uh... (laughs) I would put him at 129 above Mustafa Saeed because he could wrestle. Like, he could wrestle. He was just very vanilla. In one of his final WWF appearances, San Martino was involved in a confusing and controversial finish at the Philadelphia Spectrum on November 22nd, 1985. He quickly submitted to a bear hug by jobber Ron Shaw in a match that San Martino was booked to win. The alleged changing of the finish by San Martino has caused this to be known as the Phantom Submission Match. (laughs) San Martino later said that he did not enjoy his WWF run, and he had no desire to get to know Vince McMahon. I assume senior? No, probably Uh, junior. uh, 
85? WrestleMania okay. era. He called... All the WrestleMania era is Vince Jr. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. He called McMahon arrogant, and he did not like to see him abusing those who worked for him. Well, I can respect that. And I suppose if he decided to take matters into his own hands and just lose a match. Not sure why he didn't just walk out of the ring, but okay. Yeah, Does that change yeah, that anything was... for you? No. All right. I just like that phantom submission match. We're going to put him at 129, David Sammartino, in between Roadblock and Mustafa Saeed of the Gangsters. A new number, please. All right. Our next number is 210. 210. Eddie Kingston. Now, Eddie Kingston, not Kofi Kingston. Eddie Kingston is a name that I know. He is a pretty famous independent wrestler right now. He's been wrestling for a while. Uh, I want to say he's the kind. He's a kind of combat zone wrestling type of guy, brawler, hardcore style. Um, he must have wrestled at a Ring of Honor or some such pay per view. But I cannot say I have ever watched him wrestle. Can you? Has he appeared on your radar at all? Let me see. He w- he was he wrestled in Chikara. Um, Ring of Honor and Total Nonstop Action. Okay, let me see. Oh. Total Nonstop Action. When was this? This was in 2016, which would have been well after I was not watching so TNA. No. So no, okay. I don't think I know. Well, this, and, the, and this is one of those things that again, if someone would like, if someone would like to plead the case for Eddie Kingston, because again, he's a name that I've heard more than. A, oh, he's po- here's he's here's a case me. for Kingston. Uh Kingston lost to Bull Dempsey on January the 26th, 2018 at House of Hardcore. Okay. Well, I love me some Bull Dempsey. Everyone knows that. Yeah. So this man has touched the bull. <laughs> he has got the horns. Um, I will say we shouldn't put him on the list because neither of us have watched him wrestle. But if someone wants to plead his case podcast at ddtwrestling.com is the place to do it can i have a number for the women's list please 31 31 brings us to i have a soft spot in my heart for miss bertha fay bertha fay let me see. I'm not. That's not ringing any bells. Bertha Fay in the mid '90s. Let me let me paint a picture for you, Doc Manson. Oh. In the mid '90s, WWE thought it would be a good idea to try some women's wrestling, and they built it all around Alundra Blaze. Yes. So they had Alundra Blaze, and they would bring in wrestlers. At first, it was like Leilani Kai, who was an older wrestler who had wrestled at early WrestleManias. Um, then they decided to bring in Bull Nakano, who, if you've listened to this show, you know of my love for Bull Nakano. And then around this time, they brought in Bertha Fay, who is this a large woman who wore polka dots. She was managed by Harvey Whippleman, but she was a good wrestler. She wrestled as Rhonda Singh, um, I think on the Indies or elsewhere before becoming Bertha Fay. Uh, but- Rhonda Singh is her birth name. Oh. Well, interesting to know. I don't believe yeah. she is still with us, if I remember correctly. I believe she has passed on. But uh, uh, Correct. She died in 2001 at the age of 40. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But Bertha Fay was good. She was not, you know, she wasn't great necessarily, but she was by far a better wrestler than Stacey Keebler or Tori Wilson. Didn't mean as much, 
to the company. Mm-hmm. That's why Wilson and Keebler are as high as they are. But I just want to point that out, that Bertha Faye could wrestle pretty well for, yeah. you know. I mean, I want to go ahead and, I mean, just in case this has not been mentioned specifically, I mean, she is a former women's WWF Women's Championship holder. Yep. She she won it from Alundra Blaze yep. at SummerSlam. Yep. Uh, possibly in 1995. That would um, be around the time. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, she uh, only held the title for 57 days. But, you know, again, um, she then she moved on to WCW. And according to Wikipedia, she made a couple of appearances with the Nitro Girls, part of the dance troupe, under the name Beef. I have yet to get there. I am in, I am in May of... Sorry. No, that's fine. I am in May of 1999. The Nitro Girls have not expanded yet. Ah, um, okay. Stacy yeah, Ke- Stacy Ke- Keebler has yet to appear as a Nitro Girl. That will be happening shortly. Uh, Charmel has just appeared as a Nitro Girl, though. Oh, okay. That was where she and Booker T met. I found out was they met while they were both working for WCW. Um, I'm just gonna go right out and say it. Abby Lath, aka Kimberly, um, is no longer. With WWE, she has been released for whatever reasons. Maybe they just didn't yeah. have anything for her. I will go out on a limb and say that Bertha Faye deserves to be higher on this list than Abby Lath. Cool. I'm down with that. Um, as a former singles title holder, I think she probably deserves to be above Scott Dawson. Okay. I like her that much. <laughs> I will even go with Over the Revival. Um is she better than Amish Roadkill? Is she nothing? Nobody's better than Amish Roadkill. Amish Roadkill was Amish. I mean, let me Amish. remind you. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I would put her right below Amish Roadkill. I would put her right at number sixty. S- number sixty, above Scott Dawson, Rockstar Spud, aka Drake Maverick, uh, but below Amish Roadkill, Mr. Kennedy, even Candice LeRae. All right. All right. I have to sing. Bertha Faye, number sixty on the list. Another number, please. 867. I feel like we were just there. 866 is where we were before. Wow. So plus one. You might even remember the name if you can. I don't. You know, think 867 back. is Lenny Lane. Lenny Lane was a, a jobber from WCW. I've been watching him relatively recently. He looks like a poor man's Chris Jericho. If you were to Google him, and that's up to you if you would like to, he looks just in the face and the hair like a poor man's Chris Jericho. His biggest claim to fame, I believe he was part of some... um, He teamed with Lodi. It was Lenny and Lodi. And they were... Were they lovers? The gimmick was kind of that they had a very close friendship, I believe. that was. There's a couple of photos here. Where I'm like, that is Chris Jericho. I'm telling you, he looks a lot like Chris Jericho. Yeah. I'm sure he was very jealous that he looked so much like Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho will be very, very high on this list. And Lenny Lane will not. Yeah. Um, hmm. Lenny Lane is below the Horner line. Happy now, Jeremy? Um... Yeah, Lenny Lane is in the, I would say, in the Jim Powers at 119. Although, actually, no, I like Boris Zukov better. Would you believe me if I told you that he worked for World Wrestling Entertainment for four years? 
from 2004 to 2008. As a trainer or as a wrestler? Lane appeared on the October 31st, 2004 edition of WWE Heat, teaming with Ken Anderson against Rob Conway and Sylvian Sylvain Grenier. 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 And on the September 30th, 2008 edition of WWE's ECW on Sci-Fi, losing a squash match to Jack Swagger. Wow. So I'm not really sure if he was employed for those full four years. Wikipedia implies that by 2004 to 2008. I think it's more likely he just appeared in two matches. Yeah, I would go with that. I would be inclined to agree yeah. with you. Uh, but good to know, because uh, you know, once his WCW career ended, I totally lost track of him. Um, Luscious Lenny. Again, you know, good look. Like, but you know, I think <laughs> they even called him Tiger Heart. Come on. <laughs> As opposed to Lionheart Chris Jericho. Yes. That's amazing. That that just alone bumps him above Andy Douglas of the Naturals. Uh, oh, man. Since you've not, again, I feel bad because there's a lot of names on this list that uh, you're not familiar hey, with. He was a cruiserweight champion in the WCW. So Was he? Know, that's what they tell me. Really? Maybe I missed it. Maybe I don't think he's been cruiserweight champion yet, but I've still got two years to go in WCW. I'm putting him at number 121. Does the fact that he's a cruiserweight champion change? Should I be ranking him higher? Because uh, Boris Zukov is confirm nor deny the veracity of the claim that he was a cruiserweight champion. Boris Zukov never champion. won a tag title as part of the Bolsheviks. So again, I'll put him there. If someone again, someone wants to plead the case of Lenny Lane. Good on you if you do. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Old Tiger Heart. Luscious Lenny Lane. Uh, oh, that's yeah. great. Another number, please. 439, DC. 439. Eventually, we will get to big names. 439. It stands to reason that we would. Chili Willy. The Penguin? <laughs> Uh, Chili Willie was an ECW wrestler, and his biggest claim to fame that I am aware of is that he uh, stopped becoming a wrestler and joined the military on September 12th, 2001. Huh. So I believe following the events of September 11th, he decided to join the military. I think that's right for Chili That is correct. Um, I I approve of that. I, I applaud Chili Willie. I've never watched Chili Willy wrestle. Eventually, I'll watch ECW and I'll see him. But right now, I can't make any substantive claims except that he is a patriot. Chili Willy, also known as William Jones, birth name, enlisted in the United States Army shortly after the World Trade Center attacks and was sent to Iraq in April 2003. He was assigned to a special forces unit while serving as an infantryman in Iraq, where he was wounded by mortar fire while on a mission. He received the Purple Heart and Bronze Star. So, a military hero. Chilly Willy. Excellent. Um, however, by the rules of the list, military heroism does not grant you a place if we haven't seen you. So, again, I ask for a new number because we should go to the women's list. All right. Fair enough. I will go with number 53. Say that one more time. You broke up there a little bit. Number 53. 53. 53. Three. Seven less than 60, but three more than 50. Another name from the uh, May Young Classic, Dakota Kai. 
I like Dakota Kai, Bailey's little sister. Yeah, I, I like I like Junior Bailey as well. Yeah, I was surprised she didn't. You know, the finals were Kyrie Zane and Shayna Baszler. Um, I'm surprised Dakota. I really thought Dakota Kai was gonna make a run for it, but I mean, I will say I I think Dakota Kai belongs above Shayna Baszler on this list. She does. Shayna Baszler is currently ranked 139 out of 140 names. She definitely deserves that. She deserves to be above Marty Bell as well. We are easily... Last time I saw Dakota Kai, the only reason why I bring this up, is because I I, I was watching her get the, the crap stomped out of her shoulder by, by Shayna Baszler, Baszler uh, leading up to Baszler's uh, match with Ember Moon at the last NXT TakeOver. Yep. So... Um, I don't know why I said that, why that's important, but that's what I know of her career at NXT. She got the snot stomped out of her. I like her more than Liv Morgan, who, as far as I can tell, is only on TV to scream. My goodness, she shrieks. That yes, she does. I noticed that as well um, at the pay-per-view. Yes, we will wait. Wrestling. I, I will wait until Thursday and our proper DDT wrestling time to ask about your feeling on the fact that Asuka, your girl, has made it to SmackDown and we are going to get at WrestleMania Asuka versus Charlotte. I've been telling you for quite some time that that was going to be the match. Oh, and it's, I, it's a beautiful thing, but I, I'm quite excited about that. I'm even more excited for when Asuka's name comes up on the list. Uh, I like Dakota Kai better than Tamina. Do you like I Dakota like Kai better than Rhea Ripley? Yes. I like Dakota Kai quite a bit to the point where I think she's probably a top 50 talent, maybe a top 60 talent, somewhere in there. I like her better than Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye's a former champion, but Dakota Kai's. I don't, well, actually, I don't know that I've watched Candice LeRae wrestle. All no. I've seen her do is support Johnny Gargano, so I would even go higher than that. Yeah, I'd put her in the top 50. Well, All right. no, no, I wouldn't. I'd put her no. in the top 55. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's put her below, well, no. Mm. Mm. This is the tough part because, you know, Drago's at 56, Mike Kanellis is at 54. Can I say that Mike Kanellis has had, or Dakota Kai has had a better career than Mike Kanellis? No. She's had a better WWE run, though. I mean, just based off of the strength of That's true. the Mae Young storytelling. That's true. So we going with 54, just below Del Rio? I suppose. All right. You wish you could put her higher. I do, I think. Although, again, I I, I don't know. Jo- I think Dakota- I've got some misgivings about where some people are now on this list. I think that reconciliation show is going to have to happen. Uh, perhaps maybe even the show after WrestleMania. Perhaps. All right. We'll do our own superstar shakeup. Ooh, excellent idea. All right, Dakota Kai currently ranked number 54. Another number, please. 332. 332. I got a good feeling about 332. Why is my computer acting strange? Okay. I, 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 it's, a name, it's a name that's better, even though neither of us like him. The winner of the very first cruiserweight classic it's tj perkins tjp in the hizzy otherwise known as manic 
what was he in suicide yeah was, Man- uh, manic i think he might have played suicide at one point but i believe he was manic former cruiserweight um, champion i don't like him at all <laughs> um but that's yeah, a personal thing i mean he's he's a flashy wrestler he's got he had that nice entrance like obviously he had a big moment winning the cruiserweight classic i like him better um, than nathan jones i will say that nathan jones, is, nathan jones nathan jones is currently at 139 on this list i like him better he is in my top 138 talents i will go that far okay um but in fairness i think he's probably above rubik's yeah i think he's probably above dragon azteca jr is he above but i don't rich know how swan? much higher than that is he above rich swan who is retiring from professional I wrestling i think so I think so. Is he above Kurt Hawkins? Mm, He's not above Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne's at 83, and I don't like Evan Bourne either, but I like him a whole lot more than TJP. I think TJP belongs below Kurt Hawkins at 86. Okay. Above the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey? I'll give you that. I mean, I could see an argument to put him below Samir Singh, though. Hmm. True. True. I can um, even see an argument to put him below the Luchasaurus. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't see no. him below. Luchasaurus. I would put him above Matt Taven. But okay. yeah, you're right. The Samir Singh, I believe that's the injured member of the Sings. All right, we'll put him at 88. 88th greatest wrestler, TJ Perkins. Okay. We have yet to put anyone in the top 20 this episode, but that's okay. We knew there were going to be episodes like this when we started. And you know the- what? For all we know, the next name's going to be The Undertaker, and it's all going to be okay. Another number, please. 189. 189 is... The Undertaker! I wish. Oh, so wish. If, if, if The Undertaker had been even, like, within two or three, I might have cheated just for that radio. <laughs> just uh, a Pantera? Which I thought was Is that was like a Pandora? Band? Um, yeah, I mean, Pantera the wrestler. Oh, he's a luchador, dressed like a panther, despite the fact that he looks not pantherish. Um, <laughs> you're on his Wikipedia page too. I can tell. <laughs> Wrestled for Chikara, CMLL. <laughs> Everybody, go to Pantera the Wrestler's. Go to his Wikipedia page. He has the best profile picture possibly of all time. This guy. If you look down, where... <laughs> he's just got this look. And I can only see part of his face because he's wearing the mask, but he's and he's got the thumbs up and. Oh, if you go good. down to the picture from his down to championships oh. and accomplishments, he looks a little more Pantarish. Sure. <laughs> he <laughs> looks like they put. Picture, look at him. <laughs> he looks like they. So he looks like they put a mask on Chavo Classic. That's what it looks like. Yes. Yeah, it does. Um, You're not wrong. All right, but either way. Um, oh. I've never watched Pantera wrestle that I am aware of unless he, oh. oh, he wrestled, he wrestled at a no way out in a light heavyweight title match against Tasha, Takamichi Noku. Uh, but I didn't, I don't remember seeing that match. So again, I would say we go to the women's list. If 
Doc Manson ever stops looking at the picture of Pantera from Wikipedia. Uh, let's go with number 69. Number 69. Oh, wow. Okay. Topical. Topical. Oh. The Fabulous Moolah. Do you know why that's topical? <laughs> I do know why that's topical. We have the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal happening this year. Um, I'm assuming to go alongside the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, though to be fair, they haven't announced that yet. Uh, but not a popular choice by the the online group. Um, Fabulous Moolah's apparently has a history that is not ideal. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, what I kind of the only thing I really wanted to say about it is a uh, history of some you know sketchy tendencies and that's a that's even that's a nice way of putting it I don't want to go into it you can go into it if you'd like to but well let me put it this way when Luna Vachon and Jerry Martel were trainees underneath the fabulous moolah they were sent on let's say excursions to local territories where the promoters assumed that they were there to service them and the boys because that was the deal made by uh, Moolah. And when they refused, they were raped. Okay. Wow. Glad I picked this. Or glad you picked this number. Bottom of the list. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, the fabulous Moolah... Oh, you already wrote her in. (laughs) Wow. Doc Manson usually does not do the writing uh, on this. You have already put her in at the bottom of the list. You know, she held the title, the women's title, for something like 28 years because women's wrestling wasn't really a thing. Um and, you know, she WWE would like you to believe she is a trendsetter and an all-time great, but uh, I can't defend that. Right. Nor should I. So, okay, we have a new worst wrestler of all time, the Fabulous Moolah. Let's move as rapidly along as possible. Can I have another number, please? Let's go with 65. This is from the men's randomizer? Yes. It is. Number 65. Save us, King Kong Bundy. Save us. He was pretty good. I like King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy, you know, uh, peaked at WrestleMania 2, main eventing against Hulk Hogan in a cage. Um, You know, not a great wrestler. The first guy I know to do the five gimmick where he'd pin someone and they'd count to three and he'd insist they'd count to five. Big E has most recently done that in NXT. Um, I like King Kong Bundy. Uh, His WrestleMania 3 match doesn't age well because it's him and two wrestlers of a small stature versus Hillbilly Jim and two wrestlers of a small stature. And at one point he splashes the tiny guys. Um, Mm. But still, Mm. compared to the last name, that's Sunshine, Lollipops, and Rainbows. Um, I I guess I gotta say, though, just also, I mean... I guess for the last name, I mean, some of that is internet hearsay. I haven't seen the proof, so. Well, that was I don't what people know, were but... trying to figure out on Twitter this morning, is they were trying to find proof. And I'm like, if everyone's saying it, 
I, yeah, you know what I, I mean? mean, like some rumors. When people have said things in interviews, like, I, yeah, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, if 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 we find proof that you know refutes that, we'll adjust the rankings accordingly. But um, all right, King Kong Bundy. I don't like him better than Rosie, but Rosie never main evented a WrestleMania, so. I gotta say he's probably higher than sixty-seven. I always in my—I mean, I know I shouldn't get these two confused because one of them was very hairy and one of them wasn't. Please tell me you don't confuse him with George the Animal Steel. I do (laughs) in my head a little bit. I love that as soon as you said very hairy, I'm like, that's the only bald hairy guy I can think of. Yes, yeah, they're very—they're very different. King Kong Bundy didn't have eyebrows and wore a singlet. You know, right. returned right. to wrestle the Undertaker at a WrestleMania. I believe he's one but of. But if the... you told me that King Kong Bundy ate turnbuckles, I would probably believe you. That's that is true. I would say King Kong Bundy is a top fifty name. Uh yeah, I think so. He's one of those you know great big huge. I mean, great big guys. Like he was, he was, he was, he was the he was the he was Andre the Giant, but little. You know what I mean? Like yes, he was in, in the era where Hulk Hogan defeated big guys. That was his thing. He monsters, Earthquake yeah. and King Kong Bundy and Andre. Yeah, um, I would even go as far. Well, I can't say I'd put him above Bobby Lashley, but I would put him above the Warlord. Main evented WrestleMania too. He did. Bobby Lashley faced Hulk Hogan in a steel cage. Did Bobby Lashley main event at WrestleMania? What was that thing where Vince got his head shaved? Was that the main event? Probably not. That was Bobby Lashley versus Umaga. Never mind. I would put him above Bobby, uh, Bobby Lashley. You know who else was involved in that match? Um, Vince McMahon. No, I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about Bobby Lashley's sponsor in that match. I don't remember who that was. No. No. Eh, name probably lost in the annals of time. Yeah. Um, Wow. Do I think King Kong Bundy was a top 40 name? I like Heidenreich, and I like Waylon Mercy, but neither of them... In a, I'm now in the top 40 for King Kong Bundy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could see him above Abyss. I could see him... No, probably he's probably he's probably somewhere below. I don't know if he's in the Paul top. Orndor I don't know if he's me. in the top. T- well, he's below Paul Orndorff for me. I know that. Is he below Gail Kim? Because right now we have Nikki Bella at nineteen and Gail Kim at twenty. Do we have a new twentieth greatest wrestler of all time? Hmm. Gail Kim and Dolph Ziggler. Mm, Dolph Ziggler is quite the talent. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of those things. Like, I'm con- I'm happy putting him at twenty. I'm also happy putting him at twenty five. Now, granted, Dean Malenko mm. had never even. Sn- I don't think Dean. Mal- no, yes, Dean Malenko wrestled. I think at like one WrestleMania, but King Kong Bundy. He, I don't know. I do think he's somewhat iconic. He's got a look. Most people know who this gentleman is when you talk about him. Yeah, I don't know, man. You're going, you're reaching back, you know, to the Silver Age, but I, I think he's, I do think he's an icon of the squared circle. I agree. So I think I could see him at twenty or nineteen. Oh, 
I don't know if I could go above Nikki Bella because Nikki Bella has crossed over into pop culture with Total Bellas and all of that sort of thing. That's true. That's true. You know, but at the same time, Brie Bella is not going to be number nineteen on this. No, because Nikki Bella was the more talented wrestler of the two, and Nikki Bella also didn't scream Brie mode all the time, which is super annoying. Exactly. All right, I'm happy at number 20. King Kong Bundy, the new 20th greatest wrestler of all time. That feels right. All right. The next number is 222. Two, 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 and Braun Strowman, I'd like to point out. Uh, Kota Ibushi. Where's Hideo Itami on this list? Because I'm thinking somewhere Did beneath that. What? <laughs> Hideo no, Itami, we have currently ranked. Did we? Rank? I don't think Hideo Itami's been. Oh, I was going to say. Sure, we've ranked. I've gotten to the point where I've lost track of who we've ranked and who we haven't. Um, who are we talking about? Oh, Kota Ibushi. <laughs> Um, I've only watched him. No, no, I've watched a couple of his New Japan matches. He is really good. He is really good. The stuff he's doing with the Golden Lovers, with he and Kenny Omega, is setting the world on fire. Um, he wrestled. He would. He did very well in the Cruiserweight Classic, as far as they were willing to let him go because he wasn't mm-hmm. willing to sign with them. Um, you know, a lot of people would say he's also a top 20, top 30 name, but I can't go that far. I think I'd like to point out that um, the, one of the one of the big moments that I remember from the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, end of the show, uh, Triple H comes out, and he's playing with the audience, and, and, you know, Cedric Alexander has just, I think, lost his match to Koto Ibushi, and that was the time at which, you know, Triple H was, they were like, you know, sign him or whatever, the crowd was shouting, he's like, okay, yeah, and he raises... Cedric's hand, it became clear that he was going to get a contract out of his performance in the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, so, I mean, Kota was, Abushi was was tangentially related to that moment, I, I believe, mm-hmm. unless I'm misremembering. No, I that sounds right. An, an earlier match, but yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, he's good. I haven't seen a lot of him. Uh, you know, we ranked Minoru Suzuki, another New Japan name, number 41. I like Suzuki more than Ibushi, but I'm probably in the minority for that. Um, May I remind you that Kota Ibushi subbed in for an injured Hideo Itami, partnering with TJ Perkins as part of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. That's true. We saw that as well. Okay. Well... If you wanted to make a case that he should be number 40, I'll even give him of the spot above Haku. I would be willing to give him number 40. Uh, but then you're entering into Tatanka and Chris Sabin territory, and I just... And let's be honest, there's no way Koto Abushi is within striking distance of Christy Hemi at 34. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Right, Neighborhood? Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. <laughs> yeah, sure. Number 40, Kota Ibushi. You are right over there. You keep rocking back and forth. 
It's just me. All right. Uh, where are we at here? Have we hit the hour mark? We are just about. Just about. Do we have time for one more name? Again, this is the risk. Because if it's a name not as good as Kodu Ibushi, we end on a whimper. But all right, one more number. Let's roll the dice. One more number, please. 345. 345 brings us to an ECW legend. Legend. Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey Whipwreck. I enjoy Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, Again, I'm watching WCW, and he's there. He's wrestling. Is he? He's wrestling in... uh, yeah, you know, he came over right along with the Sandman. The rest, oh. the you know, although the Sandman is now named Hardcore Hack, <laughs> which tells you all you need to know about WCW in 1999. Um, yeah. Huh. So yes, Mikey Whipwreck, you know, famous, uh, you know, again ECW enhancement talent, talent that the crowd really seemed to adopt. Uh, Mick Foley kind of helped him get. You know, his spot, Joey Styles, made a huge deal of the first offensive move of Mikey Whipwreck. You know, if if you're if you're making an ECW top ten, Mikey Whipwreck probably belongs in there somewhere. So that definitely says something. Um, you could even make, well, again, a lot of people like Kota Ibushi. I'm not going to say Mikey Whipwreck should be higher than Kota Ibushi, but he, he, some people would make that case. I can tell Doc Manson is studying up on the whipwreck. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. With yep, his yep. finisher, the whippersnapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he invented the three-quarter facelock jawbreaker. Otherwise known as the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, pretty neat. Yes, and I believe Steve Austin was wrestling Mikey Whipwreck in ECW, then went to the WWF and used that as his finisher. Got it. You Got it. bastard Stone Cold. Yeah, what a jerk. Um, <laughs> Mikey Whipwreck is, you know, definitely, like you said, a top ten talent of ECW. Um, I don't know what that gets you on this list, though, because does that put him above Jason Jordan? I think so. Does I it put so. him above Cowboy Bob Orton? I'm trying to go with names we haven't talked about yet. Does it put him above Tito Santana at number 36? I don't know if I'd go that far. No, I don't think so. Um, what What do you feel about him in, in comparison to Waylon Mercy? I like Waylon Mercy, you know what I mean. But yeah, I Mikey Whipwreck probably belongs above that. Okay. Number 43. Okay. All right. All right. Number 43 in between Minoru Suzuki and Waylon Mercy. It is Mikey Whipwreck. Now, Doc, we are past the hour mark. Um, we are at 146 names. Do you want to call it here? Do you want to try to get to 150 since we're recording in the daytime? You look like you're about to fall asleep, though. And I'm assuming at some point you have to go shovel. So, at some point. What say you? Shall we leave it here? Shall we persevere? Let's, uh, let's persevere. Why not? Another number, please. So excited. All right. 203. 203. Another member of the Mean Street Posse. There's a thousand names. Uh, this one's name is Pete Gas. That's P-E-T-E-G-A-S. Because I believe his full name is Pete Gasparino. 
so he is known as Pete Gas. Again, the Mean Street Posse was Shane McMahon's kind of running buddies. Um, Pete Gas, I'm not going to say he's the least talented of the Mean Street Posse. That probably goes to... Uh, hmm. Me. Trying to decide well, who is least <laughs> talented, Pete Gass or Rodney. I don't think he's as good as Joey Abs, and Joey Abs is already ranked at 101. Okay, so we're looking sub 101. I would even say he's below the Horner line, because Tim Horner oh. was good at 118. So I would say Pete Gass. Pete Gass is kind of in the David Otunga territory. Not just because they both wear sweater vests, though that is why I said it. <laughs> Not going to lie. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'm more than happy to place anybody on a list above David Otunga. Pete Gass, but... number 121, above David Otunga. Another number, please. All right. The next number is 721. 721. That is right, DC Matthews. 721. Dan Maloney. Daniel Maloney. Did he? Ah, yes. Did he wrestle the in famous... the Cruiserweight Classic? That sounds like a name of a guy who might have wrestled in the Cruiserweight. Not the Cruiserweight Classic. The UK. He's a UK guy. Ah, yes, uh, of course. UK's own Dan Maloney from the UK. And I'm looking at his picture, and I still don't. He wrestled Mandrews. Mandrews. I remember Mandrews. He was that fine UK talent in the UK All right. championship. So Dan Maloney lost in the first round, I believe, to Mark Andrews. Um, and then wrestled in kind of one of the mixed or one of the tag team matches during like the finals. I couldn't tell you a single thing about Dan Maloney except that his picture on the WWE website, his hair. Do you are you familiar how well versed are you in Marvel Comics? Do you, you know. Do you know who the leader is? Yes. The Hulk's villain who has the giant brain. That's what he looks like. His forehead looks like it's a foot and a half tall because of that hair. You're not wrong. Um I'm looking at it. Now again, wrong. we've both watched Dan Maloney wrestle because we've watched the UK, t- you know, we even probably have talked about Dan Maloney at least in some place um I don't know I don't have the slightest idea where to rank him he is so not memorable that I'm inclined to put him below the Horner line just because I've watched him wrestle and couldn't tell you a thing about him hmm. well I'm looking at his Twitter <laughs> And always a great you know, always a great place to go when you're looking to rank someone is to go to their to Twitter. <laughs> there seems to be more recent photos of this gentleman, and he now seems to be sporting the Jim Carrey bowl haircut from Dumb and Dumber. All right. I like Lenny Lane more than this guy already. So Lenny Lane's at 127. He has higher placement uh, on this independent um poster uh he his shoulder clips in front of bob holly so that's got to be worth something um I'm, I'm guessing that means he's a bigger star than in the than, uk uh, maybe hardcore holly <laughs> <laughs> okay would you put this guy on the list somewhere already please i am putting him at number 130 above doug gilbert 
Okay. I didn't know it was up to me. All right, another number. All right. How many more do we need? I think two. I think we're at 148. 119. 119 brings us to... I got all set up to do music, and I don't even know if we've had a guy to do... <laughs> Wait a second. Why is the warlord on here again? Have you failed us? No, I'm fine. Everything's good. 119 brings us to Brian Christopher, a.k.a. Grandmaster Sexy. Yeah. So what do you know about uh, Brian Christopher, DC? I know he was one half of Too Cool. I know he Uh, is... Ah, yes. That that wonderful tag team with Too Cold Scorpio. No. With Scotty uh, Too uh, Hot. Oh, that's... Yes, that's what I meant. He is also the son. He is. Of Jerry the King Lawler. Brian Lawler. Former, I believe, no, not the first. I remember him now. Yes. He's terrible. He's not bad. No, he's pretty bad. He's just not great. Uh, former light heavyweight champion, best known for Grandmaster Sexe and putting the goggles on and doing a guillotine leg drop. Um, but yeah, you know, his, he got over because he had an irritating laugh. It was like, <laughs> like that was his thing. He would just laugh all the time. Great. Um, good. So good. What made him so sexy? I don't know. He spelled it with an A. <laughs> Got it. Cool. Uh, I don't. Mm. Mm, this is the trouble with the Horner line is, was Brian Christopher a good hand? No, but Brian Christopher has won titles in WWF that Tim Horner never really did in WCW. Um, wrestled from 98 or 1988 all the way up to 2011 and is a let's see where do we go here oh he only won the tag team title once and he didn't win the light heavyweight title what am i on he was 300 probably the same sort of illegal drugs that he was arrested for conveying across the canada united states border which resulted in the loss of his wwf contract from 2001 he is a one-time holder of the UCW Tag Team Championship. UCW stands for Ultimate Christian Wrestling. I feel somehow better knowing that that's a thing in this world. He also has a tag team from Hoosier Pro Wrestling and is a former heavyweight championship of Lethal Attitude Wrestling. Do you think a Christian wrestling federation actually has any wrestling? I mean, don't you think they'd all be out there just trying to, like, sell Bibles. You know, well, no, just like trying, well, I'd assume since they're all characters, that they'd be trying to like out Jesus one another, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, I mean like, but like, don't you think like they'd be in, out there feuding, and one guy'd be like, ah, you have slighted me, but I will turn the other cheek. And then they would, like, I don't know, share a butterbeer or something? So and... if you look at um, the Ultimate Christian Wrestling Facebook page, because of course one of those exists, there's uh-huh. a wrestler... Holding a guy's head. Looks like he's about to, you know, maybe throw a punch. And on the back of his singlet, it says, Soldier of the Cross. Apparently, this was a documentary. There was a documentary on Ultimate Christian Wrestling. I would watch this documentary. Then there's a picture of a guy 
with a star, like a big star painted on his face that's red, white, and blue. I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Um, thank you for your support, the custodial crippler. What is happening <laughs> in my life? I love the fact that this show, The List, can bring us down these rabbit holes. All right. Brian Christopher, uh, I would say, is better than Lenny Lane and better than Jim Powers, but not as good as Doug oh, Furness. I believe you mean Tiger Heart, Lenny Lane? <laughs> yes. Forgive me. Tiger Heart, Lenny Lane. I'm slotting Brian Lawler in at 125. We have one more name. Do you want to go from the men's list or the women's list? Nope. I'm going to the women's list. Go for it. One number, please. And we're going to go with number 40. 40. Aja Kong. Not to be confused with Awesome Kong. I don't know who this is. I'm sorry that that seems to be a theme lately. Eventually, we're going to get to some names that you do know. Aja Kong is very similar to Bull Nakano. Do yourself a favor and Google... Aja Kong back fist and then watch a video because she kills people okay. it's a ridiculous move but she's got the painted face she's again one of those uh, Bull Nakano was not necessarily a larger woman but Aja Kong was a kind of a larger woman not as large as Bertha Faye if I had to guess um, but I don't I think she wrestled for WWF she might have even been wrestling yeah, she did. Alundra Blaze. Yep. Yep. Wrestled at a Survivor Series, Soul Survivor. She was going to wrestle Alundra Blaze, and then Alundra Blaze got fired, and so that was over. Huh. But she's wrestled for a long time. Uh, you know, I like her a lot. I've watched a couple of her things because, again, she's... She uh, returned to Shimmer, joining a stable with Mercedes Martinez because Shayna Baszler had gone off to WWE. Just in case you were curious. I was not. All right. Uh, she's not as good as Bull Nakano. And let's put her... I don't even think... Well, she's probably better than Bertha Faye, but Bertha Faye is a champion and she's not. So... Do you mind if I put her at number 66 above Rockstar Spud? No, I suppose not. I feel like it's shows like this where you should just pick someone you want to rank. <laughs> like, who would you like to rank? <laughs> we'll get there, DC. I'm not worried about uh, it. We will get there. I'm worried. I'm terrified. All right, there, friends. We have made our list is now 150 deep, all the way from the fabulous Moolah to names up at the top of the list. Uh, again, we we did put someone in the top 20, so that's good. Good for King Kong yeah, Bundy. King Kong Bundy, new member at number 20. Um, but again, we will get there because there are names among these names where right where there was. Aja Kong, we were a couple of names away from Sable. Where there was whoever the last guy, Brian Christopher, we were a couple of names away from guys like Harley Race. Or there was The Undertaker. The magic number was 110 today. 
Um, mm. So we will continue. There will be a week where we will name like five huge names and we will just destroy the top of this list. Doc Manson. Yes. Where can people go if they would like more of DC and Doc? How do you get more of us? Well, there's several different places on the internet where one could go to see our stuffs. Um, The first one, probably, if you want to hear more podcasts, I would go to www.ddtpod.com. You can find our entire podcast feed there. All the shows we put out between DDT Wrestling, The List, Buy the Book, etc. show up there at ddtpod.com. If you'd like to see our uh, more formal home on the web, ddtwrestling.com, we've got links there. Uh, we got links to shop.ddtwrestling.com where you can purchase a t-shirt. We have um, you know links to blog articles from the past. We have, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a page dedicated to the list where you can actually link through and, and view the list, the Google Sheet, in real time. Um, so certainly feel free to check that out. And as always, uh, if you have any feedback, somebody got wronged on this list. I think the chance of us doing a reconciliation show becomes higher and higher. So you may want to start preparing those emails, folks. And when, you, when you've got those drafted, you're going to want to send those off to podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Yeah, put reconciliation in the subject line. And we'll save those, and we'll have a show where we go through and figure out just how wrong we were with some of these. Is, does Chavo Guerrero Jr. at number 10 deserve to be above Roman Reigns at number 11? These are, Clearly the answer is yes. These are the, um, <laughs> one other thing. I mean, we, 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 did, we mentioned this briefly on DDT Wrestling Pod this week. In case you don't listen to that show, uh, a little bit of an announcement from DC and Doc. We are in the stages of launching... Well, we're planning to launch. We don't have a date yet, but we're going to be launching a Patreon page for all of the good wacky oral antics that we get up to. If you'd like to support us, keep your eyes peeled at the DC Matthews at Doc Manson on Twitter. And I think we'll probably be launching that somewhere in the week before WrestleMania. So not too far out, folks. Not too far out. It'll be soon. And you better believe you'll be hearing all about it. Uh, He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that snowy wonderland? The greatest wrestler of all time is John Cena. <laughs>